The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The following program contains opinions expressed by The Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive, lighten up, candy ass. What? Oh my gosh. It's a radio show. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Initialize sequence now. We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. WDZRDB Worldwide Welcome to the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show October 18th Tonight is going to be a weird, weird night We're going to have a throwback with one of my old bandmates One of my old buddies from way back in the day Back in the 70s and 80s uh, Back then we were Misty Mountain how you like that and he went on to uh, form or be a part of the apostles we're gonna hear about that plus he's got a paranormal story he's gonna share with us too so stick around for that and by the way thank you guys for tuning in um also too in the news jeff oh my gosh i think it's efferson bass player from megadeth on tour now with our buddies our our local band buddies um i have malice my good buddy brandon shattuck is going to be opening for them it's going to be awesome. I mean, that's going to be in San Antonio, Slidell, L.A., Houston, Pekin, Illinois, Indianapolis, of course, Chicago, and Green Bay. But more about that as, as uh, time goes on. So stick around. Once again, thank you guys for, for tuning in tonight. It's going to be a weird one. So stick around. Wait, I did it again. I cannot, I, I do not understand why I have the name Jeff just whatever spilling out of my head i don't get it anyway not jeff on tour promoting what i think is their new release new album no cover but we're going to find out more about that later on in the week later on in the next couple of weeks anyway so apologies dave (laughs) didn't mean to call you jeff buddy (laughs) you're not the first paranormal news Hello everyone, this is Michelle with Paranormal News. I found on MysteriousUniverse.org a story titled Supernatural Strangeness at New Jersey's Most Cursed and Haunted Road, written by Brett Swanser. Meandering through dark woods and rural backwaters of West Milford, Passaic County, New Jersey, is the notorious Clinton Road. Named after the original settlement called Clinton, it stretches through roughly 10 miles of mostly isolated, privately owned woodland with very few houses and it is known for its dark stretches through the spooky forest. Unpaved for much of its run, it is rare to pass any other cars out here and surrounded 
by Tangled Feral Woods, it is a spooky place that seems perfect for the setting of some horror movie, and it is perhaps this ominous ambiance that has contributed to its notoriety, as this one lonely stretch of road is absolutely permeated with legends, plenty of spooky lore, and a manner and all manner of strangeness. From ghosts to UFOs to bizarre creatures from some nightmare, Clinton Road has it all. One of the more prominent tales from the area is that of a place called Cross Castle. It was built in 1905 by a man named Richard Cross, who settled the area and constructed the stone dwelling for him and his family. This was at a time when the woods and the area were already known for being an ominous, threatening place, with stories of ghosts and witches wandering the gloom already doing the rounds. According to Weird New Jersey, J. Percy Creighton once said of the place at the time, It was never advisable to pass through the five-mile woods after dark, for tradition tells us they were infested with bands of robbers and counterfeiters to say nothing of the witches that held their nightly dances and carousels at Green Island and the ghosts that then made their appearance in such frightful forms that it was more terrifying to the peaceful inhabitants than wild animals or even the Indians that often passed. This did not detour Cross at all, and he had his castle built, but it would in later be abandoned after Cross's death in 1917 and fall into disrepair before burning down in a fire to leave only the stone skeleton after that being demolished once and for all in 1988. There are only very faint vestiges remaining of the place today, but the land it sat on has supposedly long been intensely haunted. Before the place was torn down, it was a popular spot for curiosity seekers, and they would often come back with all manner of tales of ghostly phenomena, much of it seeming malevolent. People reported being pushed, shoved, and hit by unseen hands with enough force to leave bruises, and also common are sudden, very potent waking nightmares and unexplained seizures or confusion. Even today, with only the foundations of the castle remaining, poking out of the brush like the remnants of some lost civilization, such reports come in from this spot, and it has also gathered a reputation as being a meeting place for shadowy cults and Satanists who leave behind evidence of their arcane rituals and indecipherable graffiti. One very eerie story was given by a witness to Weird New Jersey who says, I had a friend who lived near Clinton Road. He used to take me on May Day and Halloween's Eve to spy on Wiccans practicing in the areas near his house. The proof I have is more than a kid's flashback of witches. It pertains to what was described, transcribed rather, on the walls of Cross Castle and how a historical fact about the writing will reveal that a Satanist movement was using the area for their practices. It was a nice afternoon in 1977. We decided to get our packs, a tent, and a rifle to spend the night up in the woods. I took a journal along with me. When we came upon the castle, we were amazed, as always, at how it stood out in the woods. We entered it and were shocked to learn that someone had put up two huge boards with words spelled out in red paint. The nature of the writing intrigued me, so I copied down what the walls proclaimed, and my friend snapped a picture. The journal stayed in a box until six months ago, when after my wife's death I, death, I was going through everything and read it. What was once scribbled down in my youth was now revealed as one of the writings of Anton LaVey of the Church of Satan. 
I went to a local bookstore to match my journal with the Lex Satanicus. I concluded that the tales about Clinton Road were seriously understated. The Satanists who practiced there were not a joke, but a local grotto of people using dark forces to bring forth their evil reign. Now when I go to Clinton Road, I look at everything in a different light. Perhaps just as famous in the area is the place called Dead Man's Curve, in particular bridge that lies along its length. Here it is said that there lurks the ghost of a young boy who will appear if you stop to throw coins into the water below. According to the tale, the boy will materialize to throw the coins right back at you, sometimes with enough force to crack windshields or dent cars, or alternatively leave them lying in the middle of the road. The boy will often appear as a reflection in the water or as a full apparition walking along the road, and the legend draws in scores of people who come to throw pennies into the water in attempt to summon the ghost boy. Scarier stories involving the ghost boy say that he will try and push you into the water, although it is thought that this is a gesture to help you from being hit by the car that killed him. The ghost boy certainly has plenty of company on Clinton Road because there are numerous other specters said to call this place home. There are ghostly vehicles that patrol the road, such as the Phantom Camaro and a black ghost truck that will speed up to cars, flash its lights, and then just vanish. Two ghostly park rangers are said to be seen along the road, especially near Terrence Pond, and there are many shadow figures seen here. One witness has said of the Phantom Rangers, Much further up the road on the right there are trails that go up the mountain to a lake called Terrace Pond. The pond was crystal clear and great for swimming. We used to camp up there, and we had a really weird occurrence that happened to us. We were camping one night around 1 a.m., and two park rangers noticed our fire and walked over to us. They were concerned about the fire, drinking, etc., we asked if our vehicles would be okay where they were and asked if they would be ticketed. They said they were fine and no ticketing would be carried out. In the morning, we ventured down the mountainside and approached our cars, and they had two summons per car. West Milford Police and Newark Watershed Authorities approached us, and we asked them about the park rangers, and they looked bewildered. We then told them that we were speaking with two younger men, and they said that we were okay to stay in camp, our vehicles were okay, and we would not be fined. One of the Newark Watershed Authorities replied, What did these park rangers look like, and what were they wearing? We described their appearance, and the authority told us that there were no park rangers patrolling the property anymore, and the two men we saw that night were killed on patrol in 1939. There are myriad of other strange stories tied to the road, secret KKK meetings, mafiosos dumping dead bodies, a cursed druid temple, and many others. Adding to all of this are the various other bizarreness cited along the road. UFO, mysterious orbs, phantom hounds, Bigfoot, roving bands of albinos, devil monkeys, winged humanoids, and other less definable monsters. There are also numerous reports of lost time, mysterious illnesses, and a general sense of unease, with some people reporting that the atmosphere can be absolutely oppressive and stifling, with some people explaining it as feeling as if being suffocated by pure evil. 
why is it that this one little stretch of road should draw to it so much bizarreness? Is there something about the history of the place, the land it lies on, or is it just the spooky legends we innately build up around inherently spooky places? No matter the answer, Clinton Road has gained a reputation as one of the most haunted and strangest places in the state, bringing in numerous paranormal investigators and curiosity seekers. It will likely remain a strange future of the landscape for some time to come. Okay, so now if anyone that is listening has been to this location, I would love for you to send me an email and I would like to interview you. So shoot me an email to michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot deadzone at gmail.com. Thank you, Michelle. Here's one we haven't played in a while. It's a party like another dead rock star, American Bombshell.
How about that? We are still waiting on Scott Blake of Your Dreams, or Your Dream Creations, and our buddy here, our co-host, to um, get back on his feet during this pandemic because he's losing a lot of money. His only job is to do what he does. And it's really hard for me. And I understand completely. We, you know, we know it's tough to make it on your own. It may be a while before he comes back. He's got a lot going on, trying to stay above water like everyone else. And that's okay. That's all right. That being said, we're going to do one more black tractor, just like Faye Ray. By the way, even Michelle is having a hard time. I mean, we've been separated all this time. And <laughs> I'm trying to do the best I can and hope you guys enjoy the show. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. I did hear, as a side note, ACDC has a brand new album coming out with Brian Johnson. Come on, man. That's some news right there, right? Never quite 
This is Rick McCollum of the Hollywood Ghost Hunters, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. Dead Zone WDZRDV Worldwide. Millions of people are affected by the Para X bug. I realize that it is something that will stay with me for the rest of my life and long into the afterlife as well. If you have the Para-X bug, there is hope. With a nightly visit to the Para-X website and intensive past life regression therapy, I can control it. Even with the Para-X bug, I can still lead an active life of radio show hosting, paranormal investigating, evidence checking, attending conferences, book writing, keeping up with the latest technology, and still keep my 40-hour-a-week-day job. If you think that you have the Para-X bug or know someone who might, visit para-x.com. And remember, you are not alone. I am not alone. I. 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 I am not alone. The Para-X bug may cause the urge to chase shadow people, visit exotic haunted locations, adopt a pugwudgie, or spend all of your time trying to figure out the laws and principles of paranormal investigation. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Sudden visions of full-body apparitions or feeling the covers being pulled off you in the middle of the night by unseen hands may also be signs of exposure to the Para-X bug. The use of Para-X may be habit-forming and an overwhelming desire to provoke spirits may be a serious side effect. If these symptoms last more than four hours, you should quickly consult a trusted witch and have her cast a what-the-hell-are-you-thinking spell on you. If symptoms persist, please contact the Para-X Radio Network Homeland Security Team for further instructions. The Para-X bug may cause urges for late-night speaking with spirits and ghosts. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Overwhelming desire to try provoking a spirit may be a serious side effect. Those with Para-X bug effects lasting more than four hours should consult Para-X or see a professional. Sudden outbursts at the mention of orbs may be a sign of exposure to the Para-X bug. Use of Para-X may be habit-forming. Use caution when engaging in Para-X chat. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. If all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. Now. Here are the one, the only. Dead Zone. Dead Zone. All right, welcome back. Let's get right into it with John. One moment. Hello. Hey, brother. Are you there? All right, John Huddleston, my old friend, way, way back in the day, personal friend of mine, best guy ever, a bandmate in our old band, Misty Mountain. And guess what? I'm going to reveal it online tonight. Going to end all the mystery. The man who was solely responsible for the death of Elvis Presley. I saw it. I was there in your hallway. Did I not? You were. You were there. And <laughs> honestly, Lee, thank you. Uh, uh, it's an honor to get to be. Well, it's uh, good to have you, man. Invited on your show. That's good to have you. Um, I'm really proud of what you've accomplished there. It's really incredible. Yeah. Well, we do what we do. We'll do what we can. We're having a good time. That's all that matters. Just have a good time, right? So how's it been going, buddy? I mean, we've got so much ground yeah. to cover. I mean, we've got the old days, 
up until what's going on right now. But there's one thing before we get started. This is a paranormal show, so I do happen to know, we talked about this, you have a paranormal experience. So go ahead and tell us about that real quick. Well, you know, uh, I'm Christian. Yes. And, uh, you know, I I come here uh, where a lot of Christians would run away. Uh, And I do that because... Um, I think I'm hooked up with the ultimate in paranormal. Okay. And, well, yeah, there's, um, there's only one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, his name is Jesus. And anyway, I was going to uh, Bible college, my first year of college, and uh, there was this situation, really bad situation that had come up, and uh, my roommate and I organized uh, what we call prayer chain, where we would have people coming into our room 24-7. Right. Somebody was praying. Right. Anyway, we had uh, went to bed one night. There was somebody in there praying, and we both went to sleep. I was facing the wall, but Jason was facing towards the center of the room. Okay. And he uh, had been asleep. He woke up, and he saw this what he described and I described I'll tell you later okay as a uh, dark misty kind of cloud right Uh, and not a not a defined shadow figure but no no figure at all it was just like this shapeless cloud like you get out of some kind of special effects thing you know right Uh, and, and but it had this mistiness to it. Anyway, are you moving around, buddy? Because your phone kind of went wacky for a moment. Uh, I may be. Hang on. Okay. Let me fix that. Um, anyway, um, he tucked his head down. I'm sound, still sound asleep. And he's praying, Jesus, take it away, take it away. And he looks up, and it's over by me. Right. And it starts coming back towards him. And he does it again. And he's trying to say something and wake me up. And finally he makes enough enough noise. And I turn over. And he's finally, when he, when Jason's voice broke, he says, Jesus. And I saw this misty, weird thing just vanish. Wow. And we got up and, you know, there for a minute, you know, the adrenaline's pumping and all that stuff. And so you think, you know, well, the way I'm feeling right now is because of that. Right. But then it, it was still time later, and we realized we're both freezing, and we go look at the thermostat, and the thermostat's up, you know, 78 degrees. We should have been plenty warm. Right. And we were both freezing, and the adrenaline had had plenty of time to wear off. Right. And that experience was, uh, it's not something that I've, you know, talked a lot about because... Um, unfortunately, there's too much frowning on certain things. And and yes, uh, and yes, in the Christian world, yes, I know. Yeah, it, and, yeah, and, I get it. But, we get it too. But you know, the 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 cool thing is, uh, especially about where I am now, the church I am now, it's very small. We're just planting it, getting started. Yeah. 
and I'm one of the youngest people there, and I'm 55. Yeah, and me too. How about that? <laughs> yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, but yet they I'm the proverbial square peg in the round hole, a long-haired rock and roller, yeah. and they're all clean cut, you know, but we work together, and it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, they, they know about that. Yeah. Just, you, you went wacky. You went wacky again, dude. You keep doing that. I don't know what's going on, but your phone keeps going weird. Somebody, there it goes. <laughs> there it goes again. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> there it goes. <laughs> stop. I'm sorry. Hey, all right. It's one of my friends. Anyway, uh, but you know, um, I gotta say. Uh, something truly paranormal is where the way that I was going in my life um, I don't think I would have survived past 21 or 23 or something like that okay now we're talking about the, the back to the music industry right yeah, yeah. Uh, you know like we started off we were in, in it for the music you know, we were learning how to play. You were learning how to play bass. Oh, yeah. I'm learning how to play drums. Oh yeah. And then I, I see, you know, John Hugan and Charles Wood getting all the girls, and I'm like, this ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God rest his soul. By the way, yes, John. Uh, I'm sorry, Charles. Yeah. Yeah, Charles yeah. Millwood. Yes, we lost uh, Charles, and we lost, and we lost. Um, right on the tip of my tongue, one of our one of our best friends, man. Like last Paul year. Ratley? No, no, Paul's still around, that crazy guy. Yeah, he's still driving a truck, and I, I think he actually still plays. That's awesome. Uh, Bennett, Bennett South. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Bennett. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we lost. Yeah. Remember, remember the time we were in the shed there, and I, he was playing, and the guitar shorted out and electrocuted him, so we had to throw him in the car, and he finally yep. revived. <laughs> Man. Yep. One time. What a yeah, time. We learned a lot about the race freely syndrome. That's yeah. what I call it. Yeah. Shock. shock me. Yeah. No kidding. Sometimes did, did we, you know, we finally learned there's a good reason it's, that your amps have those that third prong on there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And man, man, sometimes, sometimes. I mean, and, wow. And another great memory I have is when we went and played at the convention center. Oh, yeah. It was. It was called the Salt and Pepper Chip Talent Show. And this is the one I forgot about. You reminded me of. I totally forgot about and, that. And we and could it, not do that today. There's no way we could yeah. do what we did. No. No. <laughs> it, it, it was, you know, all black folks, all pepper. And oh, yeah. And we the only salt there. Yeah, UAPB. Like Freebird for them, and they loved it. And, and, with, and with the flag. Sorry. With the flag behind us. Yeah. You know, and it was awesome, and, and I really didn't expect the acceptance that they gave us. Right. And they really did give us that, that acceptance, and we were, you know, crawling out of the garage band thing. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and, and total, total, total redneck, too. I mean, come on. Yeah. We really were. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what did Paul say when he pulled the curtain back, you told me? We're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna die oh man yeah well you know sometimes if you don't feel that way before you go on stage it's it's a bad thing I've always it's a weird thing about me is the more people there are in the audience the better I the, the more you the like it. yeah the more you the like it 
Absolutely. You know, because I get that feedback. I'm a feedback-oriented guy. Right. You know, you yeah. and I, we started, you, me, you, and Paul, uh, we started young, man. When did the... Um, oh, man. The, 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 <laughs> the uh, KISS uh, show we put on, we were like, what, in the ninth grade? Right, and, and we had started before that, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, but I don't remember. Kiss put on was such a blast. That I know. Was such, I mean, look, you know, um, that's something I have to say about, especially like Paul Stanley. Yeah. Is that his attitude is such for the fans. Yeah. He appreciates his fans right. so much, so real. Right. That there's no artifice about it. And, you know, it's something that, that, I that rubbed off on me and I've always appreciated people coming up to me and saying hey I appreciated that song or you know y'all did a great job tonight or something like that mm-hmm. and you know in Christianity your first response is well it's all about Jesus you know give the glory to Jesus all right but the thing I learned is that you can really hurt somebody by turning away a compliment that they're giving you oh yeah uh, I, I, like, I don't like a person that can't take a compliment you know what I mean Right, I, and yeah. you know, the way I decided is that I'm making it about Jesus on the stage, and right. then afterward, if somebody comes up to me and they want to talk long about it, then I'll oh then yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah. if they're just coming up and say, give you a hug and say, hey, great job, nice to meet you, whatever, can I have your autograph? Yeah, sure, and that's the end of it, you know. Yeah, and um, you know, um, it's just like. I know I'm skipping way ahead here, but yeah, right. We You're fine. We went we, we to Europe and uh, had the biggest crowds we ever saw. Yeah. Uh, you know, huge crowds of people. None of them spoke English, yeah. and they loved us. They yeah. loved us. We, I mean, we even got whisked out by security because some folks showed up with knives and oh yeah, get good and lord, stuff. yeah. And I'm. It was just like, wait a minute now, we're not the who, we're just, <laughs> you know, come on, give me a break, you know, right. uh, we'll be fine, yeah. and they're like, no, 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 you don't understand, this is bad news, and they scooted us out of there. Oh, yeah, and, I believe um, it, I, I believe it, I mean, the, the yeah. one KISS concert in uh, Arkansas, um, which I don't I don't remember which one it was, I was right, I was like two rows from Gene, right, on the floor. Right, um, that wasn't the one that, that we went to. No, that wasn't, we yeah. We were up Almost the nosebleed section with yeah. binoculars. Right. Uh, this uh, the kid in front of me had pulled out um, Chinese stars and had them in his hand, and I think he was getting ready to throw those before I could say anything. I mean, this these guys jumped out of, out of nowhere, grabbed that guy, and he was gone. You know, just well, I, that's one thing I found out in the in the world of rock and roll and Christian rock and roll, whatever it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You get out there amongst decent sized crowds, mm-hmm. your your security people keep you alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, right. And uh, you know those guys that they're unsung. All the time. Oh yeah. But. Uh, but man, the job they do is is something else. Right. How, um, now, not only um, apostle were you in, were you in another band? Uh, a reiteration of apostle that was called Mission Boulevard. Mission, but that's it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it was it was. Um, I mean, I've been in other bands. Right. Uh, I played blues band. 
uh, a local blues band here. Right. Uh, really learned a lot. It was a, such a great experience, and it was like they called me Lightning Boy. They <laughs> loved in the Van Halen thing into the blues. Right. Love the, yeah, yeah love, you do. Your your, your guitar work is excellent. I do love that. By the way, that sounds really good. The the, uh, the one that you sent me today. Yeah. Was awesome. It, uh, hate was uh, was a hate or not? It's uh, fight. Fuck. Fight. There, there's fight. The songs I sent you was fight. Um, end of time, and then right. uh, one I called Mass Blues, which is a, was just a blues riff, sort of a nod to BB King and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. That end of time but, was uh, was was you with the boys, though. That was with the band. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, that was great too. End of time. End of time is the band. And yeah. Fight and and uh, the blues thing is just me by you know doing all the instruments and right on fight doing the, <coughs> excuse me, singing. You're fine. But, you know, um, I realize how lucky that I have been in my life to get to chase my dream, have a family that supported it, had people that supported it, people that that started off with me, you. Yeah. Paul, you know. Yeah. Uh, John, Hugan. Hugan, you know, Charles Millwood, is, you yeah. know, especially, was huge. Yeah. Uh, I'd rest in you know, Bennett, like you were saying, yeah. just a bunch of people that revolve through our lives. Yeah. Then, you know, as happens, we all go our separate ways. Yeah. And I just, I well, was, yeah. The thing of it is, though, I mean, as far as I know, every all the boys, uh, to one point or another, are still playing. You know what I mean? I mean, they may not be raking in a lot of money but they're still doing what they love to do they're still playing and getting out there and having a good time you know well that's the testament of a musician you yeah. know yeah that's that's the thing is that you play for the love of the music right and that's the thing you know I, that i appreciate the biggest compliment that i ever got was from a guitar player that i admired hugely yeah and i don't even say who it was okay but he said you sound like you yeah yeah, you're not trying to be someone else. Right. You didn't say you sounded like Eddie, or you didn't say you sounded like Jimmy, or you didn't, you know, didn't say you sounded like Richie Sambora, or right. like from the world Michael Sweet, the Christian world Michael Sweet, or, right. you know, uh, you, sound, Fox, or, you, you know. You sound like yourself. You're not trying to be like someone else. Yeah. It was, it was just like, man, what a blessing, because... I found that one thing that is so elusive, which is my own way of playing. Right. Now, it is borrowed from Ace Freely and from of Eddie course. Van Hayden very heavily, from Richard Sambor, from Bob Hartman that played for Petra, a Christian rock man, and from right. Mark Sweet and Oz Fox and uh, Striper. Right. Uh, you know, all these influences come in. Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, comes right. in. You know, all those flavors come in, and then... God gave me a blessing to be able to kind of mix the pot up. It's yeah. like people ask about, like, okay, what kind of music does your band make? And I said, well, if you took um, Van Halen <laughs> yeah. and Bon Jovi and yeah. U2 yeah. and some some kind of piano-based uh, music that you like. like some REO or something, yeah. Up, that's us. We're a mix of all different kinds of stuff that yeah. somehow works. Right. When uh, when's the last time you played with the boys? I I know it's been a long time, right? I mean, that's... it was uh, probably 1990, 1990. 1990, yeah, okay. 
So yeah, um, so it's been a it's been a while. Was yeah, that a? I'm in constant contact with our drummer Vaughn Grimes. He he's the best friend. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I invented the the thing of you know the acronym. You know, drummers are always late. You know, <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or never early. Right. Pick, 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 it's like, L, you know, LSD lead singer syndrome or, <laughs> yeah. or disease or yeah. uh, lead guitar ego syndrome, yeah. which I'm all about. Yeah. Well, um, I kind of I kind of figure it goes that uh, big head ego syndrome kind of kind of leans towards the, the lead singer. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. That, that's why I say lead 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 singer disease covers all the aspects. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's for real <laughs> and guys like me i do play guitar I, you know i i go back and forth from bass to guitar but i mean guys like me bassist we're just stuck in the back just doing our own thing you know what i mean yeah <laughs> you know it's like you know what i've told people for years and i argued this point to no end the most important member of the band is the drummer mm-hmm if you've got a good drummer, you got a chance of having a good band. If you don't, you can forget it. Correct. You got to. You got to. Person in the band, true. You got to have that rhythm. You got to have that under bass. Yeah. Yes, you got to have that underpin. Yeah. Without the underpin, you can't build a house. Just like it says in the Bible, you build your house on sand, you're yep. going to sink. Right. A solid foundation. And that's what the drums and the bass do together. Right. That's why Van Halen can be so successful. You with, know, with the three, yeah. One guitar player, one guitar player. Yeah. Or, well, you ZZ know, Top, you know. Boards or whatever, and then a throat. You know, Sammy came along and added another guitar, and I, I thought it was a great addition. Yeah. But, you know, basically Van Halen was a three-piece band. Right. And uh, the, the sound they made is unforgettable. Oh, it was crazy, yeah. I mean, it's undeniable that they, or well, I'll say they, he revolutionized the electric guitar, I think. Anyway, the way he played, his playing and it, you know, you know what I mean? People ask me, who's the best guitar player? And at the time, my answer was, the best guitar player is Eddie Van Halen. Okay. The most important guitar player is Jimi Hendrix. Okay. I say Jimi Hendrix out of... Because Jimmy was a sloppy player. A lot of people don't recognize that, but he had a real trick of, like, he'd play the wrong note in a solo, yeah. but then go back and bend that note around and you reuse that note to make it seem like, well, that he meant to play it. That's part of what he's doing. Right. You just, hear it in his yeah. live stuff all the time. Right. Eddie was very exact. Just, I oh, mean, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you I know, mean. Like, Sin Gun playing, even when he's playing so, like, my favorite Van Halen solo is the one for when it's low. Okay, yeah. It's because it's slow, it's bluesy, and there's a lot of feeling in it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just love that. I mean, I, I love all his technical stuff. Eruption changed the world forever. Right. Uh, you know, and, you know, having, it's like the song Fight was uh, inspired by Dance the Night Away and Jump. Yeah. And, um... Now that what do you what are, now that you mention that what uh, what are your thoughts I mean I'm, it doesn't matter but who do you like better what would you choose Van Halen or Sammy Hagar's Van Halen I would choose 
Boy, that is hard. I know. That's what I mean, man. I mean, it's good. I, I have I have a true love affair with the original Van Halen. Absolutely. And even with, Absolutely. Even with the 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 last album they made, everybody poo pooed on it, and I'm like, I love this record. Yeah. It's what everybody oh, was thinking. Okay, yeah. We're gonna go. When David. When David came back, right? You know, after 1984, they were expecting the post 1984 album. Well, yeah. now it's not 1984. They're not going to record an album like <laughs> right. You know, I get off their case. Right. But I think that Sammy deepened the band. He proved that they could be just as cool, just as sexy or whatever that yeah. they needed to be for rock and roll, but they could also show a deeper side. Right. I mean, his guitar playing live added a dimension where Eddie could step away on keyboard and stuff. Of course, they right. ended up sequencing a lot of their keyboard stuff or having a you know, understage keyboard player, but anyway, right? Of course. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm a voter for uh, uh, Van Hagar. You like Van Hagar? Okay. All um, right. I, I am. I mean, that's a very tight. That's like by a tenth of a point. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's it's hard to to. There are certain aspects of certain albums that I love from both sides. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like I, I I love Dance the Night Away for for instance, or Little Guitars or whatever. But yeah. then I love Right Now, and I love uh, you know uh, Round and Round. Oh, that's uh, Round and Round is rat. <laughs> or what is it Round? Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. I, I know Round and Round is off, my one of my favorite off, bands. It's off the uh, Unlawful Car and Knowledge. Oh, album. okay, okay. Okay, anyway, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Uh, run around. That's the run name around. Of it. Okay. Run around. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Ed. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, but uh, you know, so those different songs, they all have a place that that means something to me. It's like yeah, uh, in Christian music, for instance, with with Striper, uh, they've got a song, a title song that was off their third album is called To Hell With The Devil. Yeah. And, and I thought that was the coolest album title that I ever heard. Right. And the song's great behind it. You know, and they they have a, a, a section of songs that play. I put, they did a version of the Battle Hymn of the Republic that I put on Facebook recently. Okay. I'll repost it sometime soon. So All right. If somebody wants to hear it. But uh, they were very influential on us and helpful to, to, to us. And whatever the guys in Petra uh, with their album Beyond Belief, they changed Christian music in a big way with that record, um, and they were really cool to us. Um, we we had just a lot of good luck and a lot of blessing, and it's continued for me post band. Right. I mean, there's been on years and off years, and like right now, most of what I'm doing is playing at my church. Right. Uh, there are just a very very few of us, and we can go safely. We don't have to worry about COVID. We wear yeah. our masks we you know are able to do all that stuff okay but i don't get to go out and play like i used to oh you no I, d I don't either i mean i still have my i don't know if you've seen the pictures but I, you know all my guitars are still there as a matter of fact i've got a a uh, thunderbird coming i don't know when it's back ordered right now to, to i had a thunderbird uh, I, I mean I, I had a uh firebird firebird yeah that i love uh mm. but i had to sell it <clears throat> Yeah, man, I sold you know, the the ones I had back in the day when when you and I were playing. My uh, I can't. I, it was a yeah, T forty, yeah, T forty, and I 
hate myself for selling those, dude. Yeah, uh, that T forty five sound, but it sounded great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was it was a, a great guitar, and I, I really wish I still had it. But I'm hoping this new um, Thunderbird is gonna make up and give me a good time. You know, sit around. Well, playing. I mean, we're gonna get a lot of the same tone with those, you know, uh, double coil pickups. Yeah, and Thunderbird has a really fat tone. Yeah, uh, a lot reminiscent. Uh, like the T40, it's just a little bit edgier. Right, and I figure if I put a, put a uh, EQ on it, maybe a overdrive, and I can get pretty much anything I want out of it. So, you know. Beautiful bass. Yes, absolutely. Huh. I'm playing Wolfgangs and Stratocasters. All right. Along with the form, and I've got a BB uh, King Loose Seal. Oh, um, nice. Very nice. Yeah. And um, like I said, I had to sell, uh, I've got a. Uh, uh, a Takamine, uh, the same guitar that Glenn Fry used to play. Yeah. Uh, the A20C, and um, I had a Taylor, but I had to sell it, and then I had a Firebird, but I had to sell it. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, the the guitars I play, I choose them for the style of music that I play. And so I need something that with a whammy bar that's not going to get out of tune on some songs. Right. And on some songs, when I really want to look for that sort of edge. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. Another hero. Uh, uh, I can find it real great. I've got a wonderful um, uh, um, uh, American-made uh, American Elite Stratocaster. Oh yeah. That the Lord blessed me with, and it is the the, the Stratocaster's player Stratocaster. That's fantastic, it's, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I bet Sometimes it does. I'm playing it and I'm going, I really have this in my hands. Let me ask you this, talking about guitar players like we were before, um, Eddie Van Halen, what about the, uh, what about, I don't want to, I don't want to talk bad about him, but what about a guy that is, everybody knows, that everyone loves, um, Steve Vai, man, with all the whammies and all the tricks and all the, the playing around, he's, yeah. he's, he's a good guy too, you know? Yeah, Steve, Steve, um, okay, you think about what Randy Rhodes would have done had he lived. Yeah. Okay? So Steve took that and then took a left turn. And Steve was technically, like Eddie, technically just mind-boggling. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like Neil Peart playing drums. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, but, um, you know, there are guys that are on that kind of level. And I put I would put Steve right up there with guys like that. Right. Um, I'm not I'm well, not a great big fan. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people cut him down, or a lot of people put him down because of the whammy bar tricks and all the dancing around. And, and no, all, no, because okay. I, I I realized after my exposure with Eddie and after my own way of playing that um, it becomes the way you play. It's like for instance, I I've heard Eddie play with other bands, other situations and stuff. And you can tell it's Eddie. That were not Van Halen. Yeah, and you, can and you can tell it's Eddie though, right? When Eddie's playing guitar, you can tell it. He yeah. has this sound that, you know, it's all about his hands. It's not about his amp. It's not about his guitar. Now, yes, you, don't, you, you, don't, you don't think it's about the, uh, like the 5150 or uh, anything like that? Well, I mean, yes, those, those things all play a part because, I mean, he is a tone, or he was a tone hunting, yeah. just... That's what his life was about. Right. That's why he, you know, built the Frankenstein because 
he wanted the sound of ES-335 and he couldn't get it out of his Stratocaster. Mm -hmm. and so he said, well, I know what to do. So he destroyed one guitar and built another one. Right. You know, I ended up going by in a $40 boogie body and an old Kramer neck and signed <laughs> <laughs> for a million dollars and he sold so many of them. Right. You know, he had those copies made and then he's selling them along with the Wolfgangs now. Yeah. And they're selling well. Yeah. And those are pretty. Those are really pretty guitars too. Mm -hmm. The Wolfgangs. Oh yeah, very nice. Mine's purple. And, you got a purple uh, one. Oh, nice. Royal, yeah, I, I royal purple. You know, I, I wanted a. I wanted a, uh, a. A flamed maple, not a flame, a quilted maple, and I just couldn't find one that I wanted enough. Yeah. And I saw a purple one, and it was just like people can't pull off a purple guitar very easy. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what my old uh, that's what my old uh, LP is uh, quilt top. Very the first guitar Michelle ever bought me was, was a quilt oh, top. Wow. It's beautiful. It really is. Yeah, yeah, those. Yeah. Well, man, we're gonna run out of time here. So, is there anything you want to tell everyone? I just want to say that that look, whoever you are, wherever you are, however you believe. Um, that the way that you can uh, find your way through this life, um, have faith. I believe, I believe that it lies in Jesus and giving have, your life to Jesus. Have faith, but, but, and don't give and, up. And have that faith, but but what I want to say to you is is whatever situation you're in, realize that there are millions of people on this planet that would gladly trade places with you right now. Oh yeah, and. The, then don't just take that. It's not the old thing of well, you can't. You got to eat everything on your plate because somebody in you know Siberia is starving. Yeah. You know that's not help them. The right. point is is that is to say I will pick myself up and and I will pick myself up and start taking the little steps to to get to where I want to be. Right. And and don't forget to enjoy enjoy the journey. That's because what it's all about. So it's, a, it's, it's about the journey. It's not the destination as much yeah. as it is the journey. And yeah. that's what this conversation has been. It's been part of our journey. You know, it's a new right. chapter. You know, we right. hadn't talked in a long time. We hooked up on Facebook. It's been forever. And then here it is. And so, again, thank you. And oh, no problem. And I remember a few things. You know, not a lot of things back then because most of it was all bong cloud covered yeah, if you know what right. i mean yeah we, but we i do remember home. i do remember this um going over to your brother's trailer we spent the night there yeah we broke into his his uh cooking sherry to get drunk of course because we're stupid <laughs> yeah, do you remember that um yes, and and you guys picked me up for my very first snipe hunt yeah, uh, that that was fun, especially out there where we lived, where it was so country. Oh yeah, could, yeah, because I lived in town at that point. Right, you know, I was a city boy. Yeah, I was a city boy, and I came you, out there. You were the city boy, and I was the country boy. And now oh. we switched places. How <laughs> yeah. that happen? I don't know. That was so funny. Everybody, and I'm gonna be. I'm working on a new album. Absolutely, and, that's what I want to uh, hear. Yeah, and then then that's gonna be out with some of the old and some new, and just. Pray a blessing on it.
Hey, this is Lee. If you missed tonight's show or any other show, you can always check them out in the archives on the Para-X Radio Network, or you can go to our website and click on any of your favorite apps. Marla's Sacred Cauldron. This is the legendary artifact that has been whispered about in hushed tones for hundreds of years, and now it's mine! All mine! (laughs) (laughs) Who dares defile the sanctity of my castle walls? Step away from the cauldron, you impertinent, muddy-metal maltworm. Never! I've spent half my lifetime trying to discover your age-old secret of stirring the cauldron. Oh, for Merlin's sake, that's no deep, dark secret. Just tune into the Para-X Radio Network Thursday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern for more cauldron stirring than you can shake a wand at. Oh, well, uh, in that case, I, I guess I don't need to take up any more of your time, so I, I guess I'll be going. Not just yet. We've got a little unfinished business to take care of. That's Stirring the Cauldron with Marla Brooks every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Para-X Radio Network. This is the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.